Hey fam, it's your girl KDT. I cannot believe it, but we are kicking off season three of In My Shoes, the podcast. This is a fun one I have for you today. Y'all know I like to start off with something special. This is one that I recorded several months ago, but with all that was happening in the world, all of the unrest, I couldn't find the right slot with so much to cover. And by the time I did, their season was ending, but they are back with season two. So this is my sit down with Karen DeRico from TLC's Doubling Down with the DeRicos. She talks about her family of multiples. She's only had two single births, y'all, and she now has 14 kids. She talks about what it's like to be on the show, what the kids think of their newfound celebrity, and how she handles people who don't believe she had all of these children naturally. It is a fun one. It was like talking to a girlfriend, y'all. So sit back and enjoy. And don't forget, you can catch their show on TLC, Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hello, hello, and welcome to In My Shoes. It's a podcast for women of color, where we talk about the issues we're facing on a daily basis. And I am your host, Karen Davis-Thompson. And I am so excited for my guest today. I have been watching their show on TLC. And her name is Karen too, y'all. She spells it the traditional way. Uh, but I am here with Karen DeRico. I'm going to have her say hello to you guys, and then we'll get started. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing just fine. So if you could just tell the audience a little bit about yourself. So I saw um, your blog a bit of, a bit ago and about the time that I kind of discovered that you guys were prepping to be on TLC. So just talk a little bit about that and uh, why the show picked you up. So you guys have had several sets of multiples, correct? That is correct. We've had uh, four sets, uh, two single births, and then I had a set of twins, quintuplets. Um, I said, a, then I had two sets of triplets, one, the first set, one of them, Carter passed away. So yes, four sets of multiples, pregnant six times. And, um, we are just one of those blessed families, <laughs> shall I say, um, that, um, you know, we had an article come out about us and then that's when our, one of our executive producers, Lori and Saldi, uh, saw the article, reached out to us and, the rest is what you see now and in reality. And so how did, so were you just kind of blogging and they saw your blog or how did that happen? No, they did an article. Uh, my husband had dealt with the legal case. He had just won and they did an article on us. And when they did an article on us talking about what he has just went through and thank God um, had had won because he was innocent. And they decided to, um, then it showcased our family, you know, the quintuplets, you know, Las Vegas quintuplet family. Um, and they just talked about us in the, in the story. And at the same time, Lori was looking for a large family to pitch the different networks. And that's, she Googled us and that's how we came up um, in the article. I started the blog, Karen, um, out of hopes that, yay, I have time. And it's like, of course, reality set in. So I haven't been able to finish. Um, work on that, but it's it's on my to-do list. <laughs> and how many children do you all have? We have a total of 14 beautiful, blessed children. 14. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> And none of them were conceived with any type of uh, fertility treatment. Is that correct? That is correct. No IVF. Although people, you know, they'll, they'll swear that they were there and said, oh, yeah, I saw you. And I'm like, no. You know, I stopped. I used to get really upset when people would say that because it was like, why are they saying this? Why are they doing this? And then one day journaling, it hit me. You know what? People always talk about 
you know, especially on the Christian side, being a Christian myself, you know, people always talk about miracles, miracles, miracles. And I'm like, well, you see a miracle right here. I am a living miracle. My babies are, are miracles. So why am I sitting here being pressed upon trying to explain to people, see this miracle? This is a miracle. You ask for one, you see it, and yet you don't believe. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm over that part of it. But yes, no in vitro bodies are naturally all conceived. And why do you think it is that so many people have trouble believing that that's a possibility? I know, you know, we talk about, it is to me, it's a miracle. I mean, obviously when you hear about it, it's always, oh, we had IVF, et cetera, but it is possible to have several sets of multiples and it not have anything to do with IVF. Do people go, come on, Karen, you you, you can tell me you really, I mean, yeah. what do they say to you when you say, uh, no, it was, you know, envy, no, no, no type of fertility treatment. Yeah. You know, um, you know, like I said, at first it would bother me because it was like, no, really it is. And they're like, yeah, they say exactly what you say. Oh, come on, Karen, we can, we can talk. And I'm like, no, we are talking. And it did not happen that way. And, you know, it used to be people would say to me, well, how in the world, how do you do it? And I've even had doctors come to me. Listen, Karen, when I found out I was pregnant with my quintuplets, I was 104 pounds. And I always have to have what's called a cerclage in my pregnancies. So, you know, I have three doctors telling me to do an abortion or do selective reduction. And I was nervous and afraid because they were like, if any one of these babies come back and they're, you know, have any type of, you know, developmentally or mentally delayed or any type of handicap, the help that you think you're going to have, you're not. People get really scared. And of course that scared me. And that's when I had to dig deep in my faith. And I was like, you know what, God, I didn't put these babies here. You did. And so now I am dependent on you and your faith and my faith in you to see this pregnancy through. When I tell you how good God is, 104 pounds, five babies delivered at 147. The only thing that I've ever had is morning sickness. I didn't get any of the things that people normally get in a pregnancy, high blood pressure, you know, diabetes, any of that. I, it was such a blessed journey. And that's why, that's why my story is the way it is now, because I want to give other people hope. I've been on that road thinking I couldn't have children. I've had four miscarriages. I've gotten my hopes up. And on the other side of that, now after the quintuplets, I've carried a baby. I've had a baby die in my arms. So I think that although I would have chosen a different journey, God gave me my story in this journey so that I can give others hope. I've went through this and that's what I plan to do. And I want to continue to do is give other people hope. Sure, you can have miscarriages. You can also have a baby, a beautiful blessing in that. God is real, isn't he? I know it's hard for people to believe that. Um, but as a Christian myself, I do believe that he will not give us more than we can bear. And he definitely knows what he's doing, even when other people think, um, girl, you are crazy to yeah. go through that. I wouldn't, you know, I mean, people tell you all kinds of stuff. I couldn't do it. Right. Well, that's why he didn't give it to you to do. Because he, <laughs> he knows who can do what. <laughs> that is for sure. Absolutely. So how old are I, I know it, girl. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How old are all of your babies now? Um, Darian, my oldest, is 14. Derek is 10. My twins are eight. Uh, quintuplets are seven. The first set of triplets, we call triplins now in honor of Carter. They are three. And then my babies, the triplets, they are one. And what is a typical day like in your household with all of your babies? 
you know, we're in this homeschooling era now, girl. So um, my mornings start around seven-ish, eight-ish in the morning when I finally get up. You know, I don't have an alarm clock. I have two babies that are in the crib that are beating on the wall. So <laughs> they are my alarm clock. So I get up, you know, and I used to have, first of all, I used to have this rigorous schedule of like 5.30 a.m. and I'm up and I'm teaching and I'm done by noontime with teaching. But that has definitely been scratched with all we have going on right now, especially with all the blessings of the show. So now around 7 or 8 a.m., I am up. Um, bottles are already made for the first two. I am feeding Dawson um, jar food. My husband, my wonderful, phenomenal husband, is brushing the teeth of the other ones. Darian is already in the shower. Around 9.30, I start teaching. I, I teach the first three for a couple of hours, take a break a 30 minute break and then I start on the quintuplets, teach them for a couple of hours. Then afterwards, um, I take a break after nap time. I start on my nap is like an hour and a half. And then you, that puts me around the hour time of two-ish, two o'clock-ish. Um, and then that's when I start on my triplins, do a little preschool with them. And their attention span will only allow like 30 to 45 minutes. And then it's it's my time. I let them do their thing, whether it's outside, play some games. Uh, then I leave it to Dorico to figure out dinner because guess what? I do not cook. I don't think about cooking. I do not want to be in the kitchen cooking. None of that. And then I have my, my, my caring time, which is probably online, social media, or watching something on television. <laughs> That's my day. And I... I did notice that, that he does most of the cooking. Now, has it always been that way that you didn't like to cook or yes. did that just kind of evolve over time? Girl, that has always been my thing. You know, me in the kitchen have a very hate relationship, Karen. Like, I promise you, going into the kitchen for me is like a science experiment. I look at the kitchen as like this lab, girl. I cannot freaking cook. I mean, like seriously, like there's one or two meals that I'll attempt to try. But it's, I'll follow that recipe verbatim and it still comes out something wrong. So yeah, I'm from the South, but I think I was the city girl trapped in this Southern girl's body, like wanting to get out and explore and shop and stuff. But cooking is, I just, it, I always like blummer on it. It's just not good for me. <laughs> I have, oh, that is amazing to me. I have always, it was never my favorite thing to do. But uh, the way my house is made, I don't have like the whole open concept, which I kind of like. I know that's really, it's trendy now to have the open concept. Yeah. But I like being able to kind of just steal away in there and create and cook. And I didn't have to worry about them coming in and out or the mm -hmm. dog or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've always really kind of enjoyed it. But I noticed that when I watched the show, I was like, this sister is not trying to be in this kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh no, <laughs> mm, not the kitchen for me. And you know what? Thank God we live in a city that's 24 hours because um, one night I tried to make some cupcakes and surprise them. I already told them, mommy, go make cupcakes, go make cupcakes. Karen, I made those things. And Tariko kept coming downstairs like comment. You see, when I, when I do attempt to cook, I need it quiet. I need everybody away out the kitchen. I need to focus. He kept coming down making comments. 
And long story short, they were horrible. They didn't rise. It was just all bad. Girl, I dumped those things in the trash, jumped in the car and rolled to Walmart and bought cupcakes, set them up in the little cupcake display. When they came, I know, oh, mommy, you made cupcakes, you made cupcakes. And then, of course, he's like, mommy, tell them the truth. You did not make them. I bought them. I made myself get in the car and go pick them up, okay? I bought them. I, I I totally agree with you with that. I <laughs> hey I, I I put the effort in these cupcakes. How they got here is not relevant. They are here, and y'all eating cupcakes, right? So we don't need to get into specifics. I I am with you. <laughs> However, they get here, you eating cupcakes, right? So that's all you need. To, that's all you need to worry about. Absolutely, girl. I know, I know. How do you find time when I watch the show? Uh, you guys really do a good job, in my opinion, of really making sure all of the children um, get attention. It, it was hard for me to do that with just two, um, but just making sure they all get the attention they need, especially your oldest daughter. She's getting older now. Um, and, you know, obviously life is different when you become a teenager mm -hmm. and, and everything that's going on in the world. How do you make sure that they all get the attention they need? They all really seem to feel like nobody seems to feel like, you know, how you have the oldest child syndrome, mm -hmm. middle syndrome, you know, they talk about all that stuff. They all seem to really feel like there's enough to go around of mommy and daddy. You know, I, I think that they do a great job of coming to us. And first of all, thank you for the compliment. Um, but, you know, they come around and they hug on us all throughout the day. And I, it's like they know to come at different times because when that's the joy of both he and I being so open and available here at home. And I think that's such a pure blessing. And they just come different times, sit on our lap, talk to us. And we just talk to them just like that. You know, want to come sit on our lap. And when that one moves, two minutes later, another one to come. And it's like they, it's like instinctively know I'm going to, all going to take turns and talk to mommy and poppy or sit on their lap. And that's just how they do it. And, you know, this, this past week's uh, episode talked about how Darian wanted to be with her friends. And we've got a lot of comments coming back to us saying, let her go in a sense like free Darian. I even got a hashtag here and free Darian. <laughs> and I was like, um, no, Darian definitely does get out. During the time that we filmed that, we had a lot going on. We had Dawson's surgery. We have to be careful who's coming in and out of our house. And then you already know, you know, I'm 40 now. And so when I was growing up, you didn't have the same things you had now. And we've heard on the news here how children go over to other people's house and they, you know, they pull out a gun, they're playing with it, show and tell, gun goes off, and that child passes away. No one wants that scenario. No one wants that. So this day and time, we have to be extremely careful, you know, letting any of our children, especially Darian, that's why she's the great girl that everyone sees on TV on TV. She's that great teenager that's respectful and thoughtful and kind and empathetic and all of the above. Because we have taken our time and diligently get out who she goes to see, who her friends are. And on top of all of that, we live in Vegas. It is very transient here. People come and go. They move here this month. The next month, they're gone. Things didn't work out, unfortunately. So it's like it's hard to get a, attached to people. And it's just not like how it was for me in the, um, in um, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina or in King Street. And definitely not like my husband in Detroit. So, you know, we just definitely balance it out with them, show them we love them, let them know we got a lot going on, but the minute we're free, we'll definitely, you know, let you all get out of the house and take them out. And that's how we give them that love and just constantly show them and open and talk to them and just 
kiss on them all day long. You let them know that and you show it. Very affectionate family. And I know how you feel when people, and, and, and obviously a lot of people feel like, well, you're on TV, you have to be ready for that. Like I have a blog mm-hmm. and um, I talk a lot about raising my children, my daughter's a special needs child. So you open yourself up and I get it to people having an opinion, mm-hmm. but it's amazing when people, you know, see a, a snapshot of your life or whatever, even though it's TV mm-hmm. and they feel like they understand, you know, cause I'm like, I understand what you mean. My children are much older, but I was very much that mom who we just not going to any and everybody's right. house. We just. We just don't do that. I mean, I, I wasn't raised like that. And the world is a whole lot worse than it was when I was little. Yeah. So it's like, you know, y'all, you might be able to have a friend come over here maybe because I can pay attention to what's happening. But the whole sleepover bit and hanging out. Yeah, no. Uh, we just, yeah, no. Yes. And I know people are probably like, girl, them poor babies, whatever, whatever. Yes. I, just, I just didn't do it. Oh, my so God. Yes, you understand what I'm talking about. And it's like, really, like, mm-hmm. we don't do that. We don't. Listen, here, our children go outside and play. We are right there. We have seen children outside playing cars, speeding in and out. You're like, where are the parents? They're inside. And those are the parents that you see, unfortunately, on TV, they're crying and everybody always asks, where was the mom? Where was the dad? Where was, you know, where were they? And that's why we, and people say, oh, you're a helicopter, call it whatever you want. It's just like you said, you're not going over to any and everybody house. And when you get over there, you better not ask for anything to eat. We have plenty of food over here. Don't be over there asking for no food. Even if they offer it, you say no. <laughs> that's just how we are. Girl, I remember all of that. You get over there, act like you ain't eight, girl. <laughs> What? You will not embarrass me with that. <laughs> now people think you ain't eating. No. Absolutely. Yes. Girl, there were some rules. I had if you go, you better not get over there acting like you ain't got no home training. You know, oh my God. Girl, I understand. I so understand. And I think I was called helicopter mom. That's the new phrase. I'm just gonna have to be one of those because yeah. I've had people, oh, you're one of those moms. Why yes. I am still like that, and my children are adult. Yeah, yes. no, no, I totally get it. I totally get it. Oh. <laughs> How has it been being on the show? How has it affected your daily routine? Um, you know, having the show. Well, you know, it's it, I'm I'm still getting used to it. It's so funny because I went the other day. It was Dorico's birthday, and I'm in Party City with uh, the three older boys. And customer is in front of me, and she's paying for her balloons. She just gently turns around and was like, "I love your show." And for a second there, I was like. It, it it hasn't I haven't it hasn't caught up to me yet. And so I had my mask, she had hers on too, boys had theirs on. And she was like, I recognize the boys over there. And then I looked over at you and I'm like, oh my God, that's Karen. And she literally, Karen just kept was like, Oh my God, how is Dion? Oh my God, it's Dion's birthday. Oh my god, tell him I said happy birthday. It's 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 such a blessing. And my daily routine is still the same, you know, teaching my children, you know, mother first. So I, I'm definitely still on that and I try to get on social media. My goal is to respond to everyone, which I've kind of seemingly has a have a losing battle on some some days, but I just know how important that is. And I've had people come back and say how um, I've saved their life. And this one story I always tell is uh, one girl messaged me and was like, you know, I was literally about to take pills, overdose on pills. And your, I was watching your show and it came up and it showed the scene of your girls crying right before you went in the hospital. And I thought that's what my children would do if I was to pass away. She had just had a baby, um, baby, baby died um, due to SIDS. And she said in the midst of that, she saw that clip and she flushed them down the toilet and was like, 
oh my gosh, that's what my children would do if I was to die. And that just like put a jolt in her and she immediately messaged me. It's things like that. That's like, oh my gosh, I, I changed that. And God, I thank you for it. So, you know, that's why I try my best to respond to my messages because they're all so positive and you just don't know what you're, you don't know what you're really changing in someone's life. You know, that is so true. It, it is such a, an amazing platform to, to be able to have, you know, you realize like, wait a minute, you know, when people start noticing you, I'm sure it's like, wait, what? <laughs> because it's still so new, you know? Yeah. And, and how about the kids, especially your oldest? How does she handle it? Has she been recognized when she's been out? And what has that been like for her? Yeah, she's definitely been recognized and she's excited. And, you know, she's thinking a way. She has some really great positive um, ideas that she would like to use her platform for. And I'm really excited for her. So she says when she's out and um, I think the other day she was out with Gigi girl and, you know, her and Gigi are besties. And she told us how... Um, some little guys noticed her and she got the blushing and, you know, she just spoke and kept going because she didn't know what to say. And I'm like, oh, and it's, you know, and I always tell her, you know, when someone, you know, as long as they're respectful and nice, they, you know, come come up to you and approach you, you always be nice. People will always remember the fact that you're nice and they will go, they probably tell one person you were nice, but if you're rude and negative, they'll tell a hundred people. So you definitely want to remain positive, you know, when you're out and, you know, you don't want to be overwhelming. You definitely don't want them to be overwhelming. She's excited about it. I'm sure she is. It's got to be a different experience. You go out and it's like, you know, people, um, it, it'll get her if somebody starts asking for an autograph or something <laughs> like that. That'll really get her. Be like, what? Yeah. What? My autograph? <laughs> Yeah, so that's it's yeah. good to be able to see that. So, okay, let me ask you a couple of questions that I know most people probably ask you. What is your grocery bill like a week? Oh my gosh, uh, a week. You're looking at monthly. You're looking at roughly thirty five hundred dollars. So you divide that into four, and then you will have that. Uh, my math isn't the best, but that's how I can break it down for you because we're constantly buying with the pandemic now you can't buy as much you know at one time so i'm ordering online i'm having to use a lot of um, other you know amazon and other market stores and stuff to try to keep up with it uh trying to order that is is a job you know it's it's oh my gosh so meat dairy cereal breakfast items those things add up. And then you add in the, the regular toiletries that you may need. Dorico does a really awesome job of ordering and buying in bulk. So a lot of those things are really good. But we don't have the space here. And that's what we're praying for. We're excited that we're definitely in the, um, looking in for a bigger house because we have to have the space for all of it. So that's why we're buying so much so frequently. Because it's not like we have this massive storage that we can say, let's put all this extra stuff in you know, for needy times. So that's why we're buying so much throughout the week. And I know it has to be aggravating. I mean, I know it's the pandemic and we're trying to make sure everybody has some, but I, especially for a family like yours, I know it's aggravating when you want to go and it's like one per customer. Right. <laughs> and I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, what am I going to do with one of these? Yes. It's, yes. It's like, like, you know, so it's like, I'm sure you always want to go, look, can, can we just have like, you know, an exception to this rule. It's like one <laughs> thing of bleach or one thing of paper towels. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> so I'll be back here tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Absolutely. Because, Absolutely. Yeah, I know that has got to be. So it aggravates me with my little family of four. I'm like, really? I can't get two of these, especially I have two adult men, my husband and my son. Oh. They can eat you out of house and home just by themselves. So yeah. I know it's got to be trying to try to get all, I mean, you could probably hire somebody just to do the grocery shopping. I, I'm sure it's like literally a full-time job. And what is something that you guys seem to always give out of? It's like, didn't I just buy that yesterday? What is one item that seems to go the fastest? Milk. Milk is that fastest. Um, they drink soy, silk soy milk. And you already know it comes in these little cartons. And so, yeah, we're buying those constantly. We buy them so many times, Karen, that we have the clerk at the store in our cell phone. He calls us when the shipment comes in so we can hurry up and get to the store. So we're, we go between two to three different stores picking up silk soy milk. And that silk soy milk, I mean, it's great, but it is not cheap. No. <laughs> it is not cheap. I can just imagine $3,500. I think I would cry. <laughs> but I guess there's no need in crying. The baby's got to eat, right? So you got to do what you have to do. Yes. So did you all just make a conscious decision that, you know, we are going to allow God to decide the number of children that we have? Did you ever think to yourself, okay, after this one, surely there, that's, this is going to be it? Or did you decide, you know, Lord, whatever you want us to have is what we'll have? That's exactly what we decided. You know, when we sat down and was talking, you know, when you're first dating, I always call it the preliminary because you always go through the questions and figure the person out. And that helps you decide if you want to stick around. And so when he uh, asked me, you know, how many children do you want? You know, I was like, as many as God blessed me to have. Not knowing that was like the, the, the golden buzzer seemingly answer. So he was like, oh, my gosh, yes. So, of course, um, you know, the more we talk after we got married and, you know, had our baby, it was kind of like it wasn't. First of all, it wasn't like an easy start. You know, we had two miscarriages before Darian. And then we were like, wow. Then we had her. And then two miscarriages right after her. So you go from wondering if you'll be able to have children to having a child back to, will this be my only child? And you're just kind of like, what in the world is going on? What is wrong with me? And so we just was like, well, maybe, maybe this right here is it. Maybe, you know, we'll just love her and love her hard and, you know, just go from there. And so when we got pregnant with Derek and then it, it kept happening, seemingly thank God after that back to back, it was like, oh God, however many you want us to have, that's what we're going to have. Who am I to say that, oh, okay, I'm done. After this one, I'm done. I didn't, I never even knew I was going to be able to get started. So I kind of feel like I'll be, I don't know what's the right word, but using like telling God, okay, that's it now. It's like, I can't say that when he, when I've been through, been on that struggle, that's how I feel. I've been on that grind. I'm not knowing if I could. And then now that I am say, God, use me. I may be giving birth to the, to the baby that, that cures cancer, cures, you know, diabetes that may be the next president. So here I am. Use me. I am here for you. That's so true. I guess, you know, we don't ever really think about it that way. It's not our place to tell God, how he want to handle his business, I guess. You know, he knows. Right. So it's up to him to make that decision. And we haven't talked much about how you and your husband met. So how long have you all been married? How did you meet? We've been married for 14 years. We met in Detroit. I was a flight attendant for then Northwest Airlines, which is now Delta. And 
then um, I went, I was 20 years old, got based in Detroit. And I was really like, when I got that job, Karen, I was like the Oprah of my family. Okay. So everybody was like, girl, go there, do good. You know, that's all I was told. So when I got the job, I really wanted to stay on the straight and narrow. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to stay in church. I'm going to just ask God to let me just move up within the company. And I was supposed to go to church that night. My roommate at the time was like, no, girl, we're going to the club. And I was like, no, I'm supposed to go to church. And I had already dodged her prior to any other time. So she met me at the gate, went to the mall, bought a dress, which I thought was the bomb, by the way. But you know, he later told me I was a church dress. Either way, go. We go to the club uh, in Detroit, and he was on the dance floor dancing by himself. And I thought, wow, this guy is so bold. And I approached him because he like paused for a second on the dance floor. He was like thinking of something. I didn't know if he was there with anyone else. I didn't know anything, girl. I just, it's like Cupid just shot me. And I just like walked over there to him. And I'm like, excuse me, you can't just be standing on the dance floor and not dancing. And I turned around and he was like, oh, you smell good. We danced the whole night. Danced the whole night. Exchange numbers. Two weeks later, he finally came out to meet me at my apartment, and the rest is now. <laughs> the rest is now. I think. Do you think the Lord will forgive you for not uh, going to church that night? You supposed to be in church, girl. He definitely uh, did forgive me, girl. The <laughs> Lord works in mysterious ways and shows up in mysterious places, mm-hmm. even a nightclub. He is everywhere, isn't he? <laughs> he is everywhere, everywhere, girl. And that's my- yeah, he's all over. It's so funny that you say he said that uh, it was a church dress. It's almost like I've been places and people just peg you for what church you go to. It's like, how you know I go to church? I guess when you go and you want to his, it does not matter where you are. You are so not going to be able to get around it. They're going to know it's a church girl right there. Yeah, church girl. It was a church girl. A dress was down to my knee, but it was sleeveless. So I figured, hey, I mean, this is last minute going to the club. But she was, my girl was club ready. I was like, see, that goes to show you. Mm, I had no intentions. Sleeveless. That's funny. That makes it a club dress because of sleevelessness. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, so when you found out that you were pregnant this last time, right? Did did you it, do you feel the same way every time you find out that you're pregnant and it's multiples? Do you just expect it'll be multiples again? And I read that multiples run in the family for both sides. Is that correct? That is correct. Both sides of our family runs heavy. His mom miscarried a set of triplets uh, prior to him. I have twins all throughout my family, um, and then my I have a uncle that has two sets of identical triplets who are in their sixties. So I'm like, wow. So it was like doom. But get this, out of out of 19 grandchildren, I am the only one to have multiples. The only one. So yeah, I, I was like doomed for it. And when I become pregnant, you know, I'm always just expecting, I just want to hear a healthy heartbeat. Because that was always the point that I realized that I lost is, you know, I go, I take the test and I'm like, I'm positive. I wait for that six-week checkup or seven-week checkup, get a heartbeat, and then it's like nothing. And so I don't feel comfortable until I go get that very first ultrasound, uh, which now, thank God, uh, they have, my doctor have found that my progesterone levels are low. So I am really, really um, grateful that they found that out. So now when I go to the doctor or or, um, once I take the pregnancy test, once I, you know, see that my period is late, I 
um, and it's positive, I am like right there calling my doctor so that I can start my progesterone. And that takes the fear out of that first ultrasound. So once I get past the first ultrasound, it's always an amazement because I'm like, oh, will it be? Oh, God, just, I just want to hear healthy heartbeat. That's all I care. And then I get there and they're like, wow, it's five. Wow, it's three. It's three again. I'm like, what? So it's, it's like, okay, God, you, you, you showing up and showing out, like really. I know. I guess it never, you know, it's always exciting to know, um, you know, how many you're having. But of course, the most important thing is always making sure that they're safe and healthy. Um, so I can imagine that that that's always I've always heard I most of my children were adopted, so I've never been pregnant. But I've always heard people say, you know, they want to wait before they tell people until they have mm-hmm. that first ultrasound and they know that everything is OK. Um, so I know that has to be really, really nerve wracking. Um so let's talk a little bit about when you guys got the show. So when they called you up and said, hey, we think we might want to pitch you guys as a show. Uh, did you go? I know I've heard I've talked to a couple people who they feel like, yeah, don't play around on the phone. Who is this really? <laughs> did you <laughs> did you believe it? Was it hard to believe when you got the call? Um, no, it really wasn't really hard. Uh, I just, you know, we it was more of like, wow, you know, it was wow. Like someone wants to talk about me and my journey and it's it's really great and you know when you start sharing it with with people and they're like you know oh really you want to do that you know you start getting that comment right like you want to share your life like that girl and why would you want to do that and oh my gosh you're just doing it to be famous or you're just doing it for money and you know you just hear I didn't really hear to be honest with you the whole oh my gosh that is an honor for you to be able to tell your story. And I think why people jump to the negative part of it was because you hear the negative stuff. You know, everything was fine until cameras start rolling on your family. But it 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 definitely goes back to your core value. And Dorico and I, we definitely have core values that there are just certain things you're just not going to see or hear about us. And we you know we we came in this happily married, we'll continue this happily married. We're not going to let any of those things, those negative things or thoughts or anyone come into our our circle that we have created. And so once we got that, you know, grounded and roots rooted between us, when we definitely talked to the production company and uh, Lori again, and like when she pitched it to TLC, that was what we talked about. We let them know we're not here for trash. We're not here for bad things. We're just, we're here to display our story. This is us being authentic. This is our journey. This is how we do it. And that's what we want to showcase. And if your intentions are anything else other than that, then we're just not the family for you. And thank God uh, with Lori, she has just been amazing. Just and TLC both have just been amazing and just welcome us to open arms and welcome our story. And it's just been a blessing. And, and that's what cure, that's what God will do for you. And I think that's interesting that you say that. I mean, obviously I'm not famous or on TV, but even when I started with the blog, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or what, but it was a lot of, why would you want to put all your business in, in the street is how people say it. Yeah. Um, you know, and for me, I kind of felt like you, I mean, in my own way, it was my ability to tell a story that I felt needed to be told and that I thought would be helpful to people. You know, for me, mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of people of color, women of color talking about raising a child with not just special needs, but she's got a mental illness and all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of pull the cover back from that, you know, so that people knew it's okay to talk about it and it's okay to be going through it. It's not like I asked for it. It is what it is. And right. there's nothing to be ashamed of. And so, you know, part of why I was so 
excited to see. I've watched TLC for years, always loved it. And they do a lot of stories about multiples, but mm-hmm. they are always people of color. So to see the opportunity for you guys to be on the show was just really exciting for me. Um, and so it's just funny to me that it, I guess people just, you know, instead, oh my God, that is so neat. You know, that they, why are you going to put your business out there? And why you want to do that? <laughs> right. You know, it's like, why, why, why jump to the negative? Yeah, and I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's just, you know, I've been black all my life, so I don't know how they do it in other cultures. So I don't know if it's a cultural thing or what, but it's sure, it's really a, you know, I guess a feeling of certain things ought to just be private and there's no need for you to be telling all of that. Um, but I agree. I think it helps other people just in the stories you were, you know, telling earlier that, you know, it can help somebody who is really, you know, in a vulnerable place for whatever the reason. What do you think has been something that you had to really learn to adjust to being on television? I, I think it would have to be people's opinion. I think that would be the major one. You know, uh, I don't read any of the, you know, a lot of the messages or responses. Um, and I have people to me, I have people close to me and I tell them, don't, don't read them. You know, don't get back on there. Don't respond. And, you know, I just feel as though the people that will come on there and be, um, you know, negative, that's just them and that's their life, their life right now. For them to take the time out and post something negative is like, really, you you took the time out for that. So I think it's it's more of, it's I have to remember it's your opinion. And I leave it at that. And I, I say getting more adjusted to it because I get it all the time from, you know, the people that are around me. And I think because of them, I've in a sense shut them down with, you know, that's you. Are you, you pregnant again? Are you pregnant again? Are you you doing this? Are you doing that? And I just kind of like, you know, life goes on because you know that if you can look into someone else's life who's always, you know, questioning everything you do, you can you can be opinionated about theirs, too. You just choose not to. At least for me, I'm like, that's them. That's what they want to do. So that's my biggest adjustment, knowing that, you know what, this is their opinion. Life goes on. And that's why I only answer the people that come on on my um, Instagram or my Twitter and say something really positive because for you to take the time out and write that, that means a lot to me. That you really wanted me to know and it's positive. So, you know, I just feel like, okay, that's, that's your opinion. Life goes on. Girl, you said a mouthful <laughs> with that one. Only because, you know, again, it's like, I can slow, so relate. Even when we decided to become foster parents and to adopt, why you want to take on somebody else's problems? This is <laughs> really, yeah. if you don't want to do this, Feel free not to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why are we, I I just, it's amazing. So I can imagine people, you're pregnant again, because sometimes Mm -hmm. people feel like it's really important to let you know what they think when really they should just kind of keep that to themselves, you know? So I'm sure that has to be very difficult, but I think it just takes so much energy to be that negative. It's like, really, then don't watch it. Don't, if it's bothering you. Mm-hmm. There are so many other things you can do with that hour that I'm on television, mm-hmm. or you know, you can just scroll right through my little blog and keep it going. Like you know, <laughs> so I'm sure that had to be something to really get accustomed to because we live in a world where I think people really think I you care what they think when really, right? Yeah, no, you right want right. to keep that with yourself. <laughs> so I'm sure that has to be difficult, and especially when you're dealing with kids and whatever. That's always gotten me. It's like don't don't be mean to children, really, right? I, that one really gets me. So I'm sure that had to be hard, but you, it sounds like you had a lot of, of practice when people say, you know, cause how do you handle that? When people say you pregnant again, how do you handle it when you get those types of comments? 
I just be like, yep, and it's going to be a blessed pregnancy and life goes on. Like, I don't, I'm not here for it. I am so not here for you asking me if I'm pregnant again. And it's so funny because when I look at certain things or certain shows or I look at myself, I'll give you an example. People don't know what they want. You know, they're, they're, they're right. Other people and say, when are you having a baby? Um, then they'll say, oh, you having one again with a different person. I've had, I've had people, I've heard people make comments and talk about others and they talk about, wow, she pregnant again. It's who's this one for? And when's she going to start a family? And uh, you don't go up and ask people certain things. You just don't. So when they come to me and they're like, are you pregnant again? I don't know how you do it. I wouldn't do it. And I'm just, I'm like, well, you know what? The opportunity haven't come your way. So when I had People say to me, oh, well, you going to do a reality show? I wouldn't do it. Well, we don't know what you would do because the opportunity has never come your way. That's one. And they'll say, oh, girl, oh, my gosh, you have another one. Well, your situation was different from mine because you and your spouse, for whatever the reason is, are not together. So I can see you probably saying you're not going to have any more because you know how important it is to have that partner there. You don't have that. But in my book, it's me. My husband, we're taking care of them. We're not asking anybody for anything. And as long as he and I have this, what is it to you? What is it to you? Our children aren't lacking. He and I aren't lacking. You know, keep it moving. So I just, yeah, girl, literally, girl, bye. Boy, bye. Life goes on. You can say that. Yeah. And I've got, and it's funny. It's like, well, you, because I was one who, I was very vocal about the fact that if I got pregnant, great, but I felt God was leading me to be a mom in a different way. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I literally almost had people ask, well, you can't have a baby. Well, why you, Oh, <laughs> really? Who do you oh. walk up and just ask that question to? <laughs> well, you can't get pregnant. Well, why you can't get, really? This oh. what yeah. <laughs> like, I, okay. So I, I can only imagine and now being on TV where people feel like they have the license to just kind of say whatever they want to say. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I'm sure that has to be, I, I would see that as being the heart. I don't know. For me, I was thinking it's probably getting used to the cameras in the house or whatever, but I hadn't thought about that. Just listening, you know, having to have that mindset, not to worry about the negative comments that some people um, may yeah. make. Um, yeah. because of it. And so what do you want as we get ready to wrap up again, another interview where I've been on here almost 45 minutes. I can't believe it. So, <laughs> so if you had to think about, you know, one or two things that you really hope people get out of the show when they watch it, what would you say those things would be? I want the takeaway from our show. I want people to know that you can get through anything. And it's, it, it doesn't matter who tells you you can't. It's having a mindset to know with love, with family, with friends, you know, you can get through it all. And no matter what that higher power of being is for you in your life when you have that that faith grounded you can definitely um you know move through you can move mountains with that and that's just what we've been faced with you know having to always have the faith um of the size of a mustard seed seriously to like move mountains and that's that's what i want people to take away the love, the love from the show. And I want to empower and inspire. And so far, it seems like I'm doing that. And that's what the blessing is. And that's what, you know, my husband and I, we definitely focus on and work on every day. And it's funny because prior to the show, people would tell us that just in our everyday conversations. And so now having this platform that we're so blessed to have and grateful for, it's just reconfirmed to us that, yep, we're doing the right thing. We're, we're on the right track. 
And I want to say to you even quickly that, you know, adoption and fostering children is such a major blessing and an opportunity to be able to do it. So I'm so glad that you persevered through that and that you were able to be the mother that God wanted you to be and that, you know, you just didn't let no one hold you down or, you know, keep the comments coming into you where you felt like, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't do it then. So definitely I tip my hat to you for that. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It, it was a, it was an interesting journey. I was a young girl doing it in my twenties, but it was what I knew I was led to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that God would bless that. And so um, he did that. And my babies are now 19 and 20 and my daughter may be a special needs child, but you know, what would her life have been like if she had not been with us? And so um, that is what he prepared me for. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that. And before we go, of course, we can't forget this. When can people see the show? Our show comes on, our story, um, on TLC Tuesdays, doubling down with the Ricos, um, every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, 9 Central. Uh, next Tuesday, um, the 22nd, is our season finale. So we definitely want everyone to tune in, and we're working on something special to go live on. But we're just excited and blessed for this opportunity. So doubling down with the Doricos, Tuesday nights on TLC, 10 p.m. 9 Central. I cannot believe it's already the season finale. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate your time. This was like chatting with a girlfriend. I just feel like <laughs> I know you. Never met you in my life. Oh, I'm so good too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Same name and everything. I was like, oh, this is destined. I'm going to be able to get this interview because I just love what they stand for. And we have the same name. Yeah, this was really like talking to a friend. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so thank much. You so much. So if you have anything you want to hear us talk about here on In My Shoes, you can hit me up at KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. Again, that is KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. That is all the time we have for this episode. But until next time, be blessed.